I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yes, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV White Lines After Show. This is season one, episode five. I am Rob, I'll be your host for this evening, but I am not alone. I have two fantastic co-hosts who've been with me the whole time. <laughs> Glad for it. I have Allie. How you doing, Allie? Hello. I'm doing great. Excited to talk about this episode. And I have Ashman. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so excited to get into this episode. Super, super steamy. Yes. Yes. I am excited and ready to get into it as well. But before we start, I'd just like to thank all the listeners and viewer and or viewers watching this at home or, I don't know, working out coming back home from their commute, what have you, whatever avenue you choose to consume this content after Buzz TV, we thank you and we are so happy to have you as fans. You make us the ESPN of TV talk. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and get into some topics that we're gonna be speaking about this evening. But as always, before we start, I'd like to say, if you have not watched season one, episode five of White Lines, please turn this off and go watch it because there are some spoilers ahead. And I mean spoilers, like real like spoilers. We're gonna get into it here. So without any further ado, let's talk about what we're gonna be talking about tonight. Some of the topics we're gonna be covering in particular are Andrew Andreu is possibly paralyzed from the accident that you saw in the previous episode. He is possibly paralyzed, and we will get back to that in just a second. Kika. Kika is deciding to stay in Ibiza. Uh, a big change of events from previous episodes. She can only deal with her family in doses, but I guess duty calls on this one and the duty being her family. So she decides to stay. And our final point of the evening is Zoe turns into a completely new person. We saw a side of Zoe that we didn't get to see. A wild side, you know, the not give her care about anything side, the same side that her brother was trying to get her approach when he was getting ready to leave Manchester. But but before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and hear Ashman's uh, thoughts on this episode in general. I love this episode. Uh, you know, we kind of had a pre-discussion before we got started. It had the soap opera flair. It had the <laughs> novella theme going, and I just loved it. Like. I'm so drawn to this show and I'm just so excited. We have so many other episodes to come. I mean, it just, it had so much. It was great. <laughs> yes. What about you, Allie? What were you, how, do you, how did you receive this episode? What are your thoughts on it? I completely agree. Um, yeah, just so much happened. It was very a very character-driven episode. Um, we saw a lot from pretty much every character at this point. Um, I think this episode touched on everyone. And there were a lot of turning points. And so yeah, overall, I loved it. This was one of my favorite episodes so far. Yes, I had I had some fun with this episode as well. I love seeing um, characters turn into new, to come out of the cocoon phase and turn into that, that butterfly. I also liked to see like just the, once again, I talked about in previous episodes, we have drama on top of drama on top of drama. And we have so many avenues that this, or directions that this can go in, and we're starting to explore it. Um, we get to see, you know, Conchita. And I, I, I predicted before that we were going to see some sides of Conchita. We're gonna actually see some evil with Conchita in it. And now we got to witness that in this episode. And uh, we got to see, you know, reality from, you know, the, the decisions of others, you know, the consequences from the decisions of others, which ultimately led to Andreu possibly being paralyzed. Um, but now that, we, now that we're here, let's go ahead and un unpack that a little bit. Uh, so the episode, previous episode ends with Andreu being hit by a car. And in this episode, we are in the hospital with Andreu and we're starting to learn more about the details of this of the situation and just how horrible it actually is. Uh, Andreu possibly is paralyzed and the doctors are looking at, looking at the test and they're going very grim. And this causes the family to, to separate for a little bit, but to rally and, um, 
I I enjoyed that part of I enjoyed the, the the rallying part of it because a lot of families would go astray and never would come back. Um, but what did you think about the news of um, Andreo possibly being paralyzed, Allie? I was uh, shocked, but um, I don't know. I thought you know he'd be able to recover from it at first. When I saw that he was still alive, I was like, oh my god, yay! And then as soon as that news broke, I was like, that's terrible. Um, and he could just lay there and hear what everybody was saying to him, but he can't, he can't do anything. He can't, um, I don't know. It was really sad, but I guess I'm happy he's alive. Uh, I'm definitely happy he's alive, but I mean, that's like the worst thing poss possible that could happen. I feel like to be paralyzed, it's just, yeah. Yes, especially when, you know, you actually made a plan to retire from this business. This wasn't a ploy. Right. This was actually you preparing to leave. And as you're on your way out, you know, boom, something happens. Um, but Ashman, what, what was what is your take on on the whole a possible paralyzed uh, Andreu? Yeah, I mean, again, it was really sad to see. I'm glad that he's alive. I'm glad we didn't completely lose his character in the previous episode. Um, paralyzed, I didn't expect that. Um, but the good thing is he is conscious and he is not only listening, but he's responding as well. So I think that um, he's still going to play a role in episodes to come. I liked seeing the family come together. Um, as we saw, Kika is very close to him. She was the first one there by his side. It wasn't even a question for her if she was going to stay or not. She was like, I'm here. I'll do whatever is needed. And, um, and I think that's initially obviously what he verbalized he wanted her to do. So I think it's kind of crazy how things sometimes work out. Um, so now, now she is going to, you know, step up her role and probably do a lot more in the family business. Oriole, I mean, look at his condition, right? It, it took oh, him yeah. a minute to get there. And I'm sure we'll get into that discussing where he's at. But he obviously has a lot of regret, a lot of remorse. And um, but he did show up. And I think that's what matters at the end of the day. And Conchita, I mean, she's just a woman full of confessions. I mean, we knew that she had a lot of shade, but even yeah. at the hospital, I mean, she just pretty much, she, she unraveled her entire truth, whether it was mm -hmm. to her daughter, whether it was to her husband, like it, it, was, it was almost like a confession place for her. So I think it was a lot for everybody in the family to take, but it was almost needed. Like it's been going on for so long. But um, yes, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. And we're, we're definitely going to we have that's you. You talked about a couple of things. You hit the nail on the head on a couple of issues that we were definitely going to discuss. We definitely have to talk about uh, Conchita and the conversation that she had with Kika later on. We definitely have to talk about <laughs> that. Um, and then we also uh, we have to talk about Oreo, what he did unbelievable craziness that i i mean i knew he had it in him but man not on this level this what he was doing is old school rock and roll motley crew you know <laughs> hotel crazy sunset strip story stuff um but before we get to that let's just go ahead and talk about uh, a really a really small a really small but big part at the same time uh the the investigator i believe his name was antonio and and zoe's father meet now, some, somehow there, I don't know how he found him or, or if, you know, I don't know how he found him. Also, I don't know how long he's known him. I don't know what's going on because the way that they do it, the, the way these gentlemen speak with each other and interact is as if they had known each other a short amount of time, a long, a long time, or if they've had some kind of correspondence with each other through phone or letters or email or whatever and finally have met in person. That was what I was kind of reading from that. But also what i was reading from that is this whole father watching over you know watching over the daughter and the brother and keeping tabs on the brother in the situation you know what happened because the father was a cop so for him to have a connection with another cop definitely made sense i just didn't know the roots of it uh ali how did what what's your take on you know their relationship uh, between the investigator and uh zoe's father the former cop yeah, I was um, 
kind of confused at first. And then I was like, oh yeah, he's a cop. But um, it didn't, like, I guess I was confused because it, it never seemed that um, Zoe's dad was, and it spent much time in Ibiza searching for his son anyway. So I was kind of wondering where they had the time to like form the friendship that they have apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I thought at first he was, uh, you know, gonna maybe try to ask about his son or something, but instead he just said it's been 20 years and he doesn't care. And I was just shocked to hear that. Um, and then he explained he just wanted to get Zoe out of there, which made sense, but I don't know. Overall, like the dad this episode just really was not sitting well with me. Um, he, I get it, I get that at the end of the day, his main goal is Zoe and he wants what's best for her. But I don't know, I almost just could have done without him showing up at all at this point because it was just a little bit distracting from everything else going on. Okay, okay. Ashwin, what did you think about uh, Zoe's father in uh, speaking or having some kind of relationship with the investigator of uh, the son? Yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't think too much of it. I thought they were old cop friends. friends. Mm -hmm. they, they look like they're from the same generation. Um, they were connected in some way. Maybe they worked on a couple of cases together, but it seemed like, you know, just calling an old friend and um, asking them for a favor, like being in the nature in the same business. So um, I, I didn't think too much of it. Okay. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's move on to uh, another thing uh, we, I, I figured that we should discuss, uh, which was audio going on the, I, I assume it's multiple days, this vendor of drugs and uh, girls and uh, hanging out in the hotel, throwing you know a massive party inside the room and then throwing a TV <laughs> from the second floor down into the pool below, you know, at like six in the morning from what the, from what the hotel manager was, was explaining to Boxer. Um, and then also, you know, Boxer having to go and get him from the hotel. I want. I don't. You know. I'm not sure if the manager just called Boxer or the or if manager reached out to the family and the family reached out to Boxer. Either way, Boxer had to be the one to come and get Oreo out of the room. Um, now, and Oreo explains why he's in the room, but we'll get through that in just a second. I would love to hear uh, your thoughts about the initial sight of you know uh, Boxer having to go and get Oreo out of the room, Ali. I I guess I thought after he had this whole like spiritual awakening thing happen in the last episode that he would maybe um, have this desire to like go figure out the truth and find out what happened. But instead it, it looks like that just kind of destroyed him for a minute. And he drove by and saw his dad, the accident. And then he was able to just go back to a hotel and party. like. I don't know. I, I'm very confused. I think he's a very just damaged person at this point. Um, I don't know if I trust him. I don't know if I believe him, if I like him. I really, he's just kind of a wild part for me at this moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ashman, what do you think about the situation with uh, Boxer having to get Oreo out of the hotel room? Yeah. Well, I think Oreo's lost it. I mean, I think after that whole uh, spiritual process that he went through, and that revelation of actually thinking it might be him that killed Axel, I think it's like sitting on his subconscious, like he's came out of that spiritual experience, but it's still extremely fresh and he's really vulnerable too, right? So he's already just kind of like, um, he's just already very, very raw. And then he drives by and he sees his father and that was surprising for me too, because one part of me, I'm like, wow, what a cold person. Like, how has he not ran out of the car and just like rushed to the scene? But another part, part, I'm like, okay, he's either still drugged up or he's so shocked right now that his system just went into like a triple shock. And then he just yeah. went completely reckless. And I feel like that's what's happened to him. Like he just fled that entire scene locked himself into a hotel room because there's no attachment to anything there and just, you know, brought in everything that could make it worse for him at the scene. And as far as Boxer goes, I mean, these kids grew up in front of Boxer, right? So he knows these kids. So I think he's used to rescuing them and 
he knows. I mean, he gets himself inside the hotel room and it's really the boxer way, right? He starts off calmly and then if he needs yeah. to get aggressive, he's going to mm-hmm. get aggressive and get the job done. And, and, and that's exactly what we see happen. And as a result, that did get him up and take him to the hospital. Yes, and I'm, there's a couple of things that happen in that scene also that are really important. Uh, well, one, one particular thing, but uh, going back to, you know, um, audio, audio figuring out or seeing his father in the accident as he's driving by, that is some crazy shit to see coming down off of a trippy, you know, a trip with frog, with, with uh, psychedelic frogs. Like, I wouldn't wish that on any of my worst enemies. Like, I just can't imagine, like, driving, and you're still trying, while you're driving, you're still trying to figure out if you're back in reality. Like, am I still high or not? Okay, I guess yeah. I'm cool. And then look into your right and seeing uh, your dad <laughs> in an accident. I, I, I think that would make me go on a, on a bender, too, running into Fair. a hotel room. Uh, but one, one, one very important thing that happened uh, in this scene is, I, I even wrote it down, is that um, the whole thing with um, Boxer smashing or th- putting uh, Oreo's head in the water repeatedly. And the director here like cut seamlessly from past, from present to past with him doing the same thing to Axel. And I thought that was fantastic. Um, and I thought, I, I really uh, talk, take, took it as uh, it revealing, you know, a little something, an, a little something extra about this whole situation with Axel. So now we have, you know, visions of uh, or of Axel, excuse me, Boxer pushing or, uh, Axel's head in the water. And now it's like a whole new can of worms for me. And so now I'm thinking, okay, is he really in on it or is he not on it, in on it? What, what is the deal? Um, but for you all, what were, Ali, what were you thinking whenever you were seeing, you know, this whole come to Jesus, you know, baptizing, come back, you know, to reality? for uh, Oreo and Boxer? I was shocked because I was like, okay, um, like you said, it opened a whole can of worms because I was like, is he actually who we think he is? Is he hiding something? Was he a part of this? I mean, we've already seen Boxer kill two people and he, like killing is just in his nature. Um, So when I saw that, I was like, no, 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 no. Um, so I didn't really know what to think of it. And honestly, I didn't think much on it because I didn't even know like where to go. And I was actually really interested to see what you guys thought during that scene because I was just shocked. Well, uh, I was shocked and confused and also (laughs) inquisitive because now I, I have all these thoughts in my mind, but Ashman, what did you think about this? I mean, I agree. It was a very telling scene. I mean, Boxer actually admitted that that's what he did. So it wasn't just the flashbacks we were seeing. Like, that was the display of it. But he did admit that this is exactly what I did to Axel. And I think that was a result of Oriole pushing him. Like, when he went to go get him, Oriole still kind of uh, pushed his buttons a little bit and was like, oh, haven't you ever done this for my dad before? And I know he sent you on some missions. And when he got a little crazy with him, you know, Boxer showed him exactly what he did. He was like, actually, this is what I did to Axel uh, when your father instructed me to do this. So it made me think a little bit, too. Is he a part of the plan of Axel's disappearance? Because we do know he's certainly capable of um, making people disappear. Yes, uh, Boxer is quite uh, proficient in making people disappear. <laughs> and taking care of problems overall. Uh, but yeah, now that's food for thought for me uh, because I'm gonna be keeping a different kind of eye on boxing. And now that I've seen this, you know, once again, I, uh, I've said this, uh, I think in three episodes about how if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, then it is a duck, but like, I mean, come on, <laughs> come on boxer. Uh, well, I wanna go ahead and get to our next uh, topic. And the, the next one, uh, is the next topic line that I have here is that Kika decides to slit, to, excuse me, decides to stay slash Conchita's moment of truth with uh, Kiki, Kika. So Kika definitely, after seeing her father's condition and then having a, a little bit of, having a, a 
crazy, like uncomfortable talk with the mom is now deciding to stay. And for me, I, I actually, I was, for, for Kika, I felt, you know, I felt bad because Kika's just finding out, you know, number one, I mean, she's putting all this together. At King's funeral, a few days prior, the father asked her to take over his position uh, in the company. That's number one. Number two, father gets in an accident a few days later and is paralyzed. And then number three, you're talking to the mother who is now admitting to you that she had not only a fling with your boyfriend, but paid him to be with her instead of you. You're finding out all of this in one moment, Kika. My heart goes out to you. Uh, but what did, what did you think about this, Ali, this whole situation with Kika deciding to stay and then also the confrontation moment of truth between the mother and daughter? Yeah, Kika is definitely just a strong woman because, I mean, I think we all expected her to stay. We all pretty much predicted she was going to stay. So we were kind of wondering, okay, what's going to keep her there? And so as soon as the thing with the dad happened, we, uh, I wasn't shocked that she decided to stay. I'm happy that she's staying. And it does just go to show how close she is with her dad. And she was like, I'll be by your side throughout, throughout everything. And um, the, con the mom's confession, I, I wasn't shocked but I was shocked, if that makes sense. Like I was kind of waiting for this truth for a while. We all knew that something was going on with Axel and the mom. And so I was just, we were all kind of waiting like, okay, well, what's the truth here? Like, was this just a one-time thing? Was this mm -hmm. going on for a while? Um, and so when she was just like spitting out the truth, I, I was just like, shocked in a way that I just didn't really expect her to do that. I didn't think she was going to be the one to kind of like fess up. I thought maybe Kika would find out on her own way or I don't know that that was crazy. Every episode her character just does something else that makes her just this terrible <laughs> woman. But yeah, my heart goes out to Kika because that's just something that should never ever have to happen to anyone. It's it gross. I agree with you. And if I were a Conchita, I probably wouldn't have told my kid. I would have, I don't know, I would have took that to the grave. Like, I wouldn't have brought that out. But uh, never mind what I would have did, uh, what, what I would have done. What about you, Ashman? What, how do you feel about this? And also, what would you have done in this situation if you were First Conchita? First of all, I would never do anything like that. So <laughs> I wouldn't have a secret to have. <laughs> Good. But yeah, but, um, but that whole scene, I mean, First of all, Conchita's timing, right? Like at the hospital, like seriously, isn't the, the family already going through enough? And like you guys mentioned, Kika's been going through it. So to lay this on her at this time, I think just shows what a selfish woman she really is. Like she doesn't care about the way it affects anyone else. Like she felt like confessing. So she chose that time and place to confess all her sins, regardless of how it was going to affect anyone. But you know who really stood out to me was Axel. I'm like, this guy yeah. is such a jerk. Like, <laughs> no, but truly, right? Like, I mean, we could sit there and look at the mother-daughter drama of it and be like, okay, that's horrible. Like, this boy, this guy was the boyfriend sleeping with the mother and the daughter. And that's horrible that the mother would even allow those boundaries to cross and try to pay him up. But this guy, like, seriously? I mean, he is sleeping with both mother and daughter and he's making the daughter feel like he's completely in love. That's her boyfriend. He's going to name the first club after her. But at the same time, he's totally putting it on to the mom, too. So, you know, he's at the show with her. For example, the day when he stood Kika up, it's because he was with the mom. He's not stupid. He knows mm -hmm. why he stood her up. He knows where he's at. So for me at that moment, I was like, well, this guy is a real jerk. And I think he was a straight offered, you know, he just was seeking different opportunities and wherever he would get, get it, that's where he was at. So, you know, Axel's, Axel's on my hit list now. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely, he was definitely no saint. Okay. Well, yeah, there was definitely some scumminess going on from his side <laughs> of like a lot and Conchita's side too. It, 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 and it, 
didn't stop. It seems like Conchita kept on. And, with and it. Rob, can I say something? We yes. have five people in our live chat right mm. now, and we have oh, such yes. an awesome topic going on. So if you guys want to comment and address your thoughts about the scene or any other scene, please do, and we'll and we'll keep you in our discussions as we continue to discuss the show. Yes, live chat. Please remember, <laughs> don't just spectate, participate. Tell us, tell us what you would have done in this situation, in Conchita's situation. Um, so, like, back to uh, one more time about Alex and Conchita back, you know, doing their thing back in the day. Alex also lied, not Alex, good. Axel. <laughs> Axel. Axel also lied to Kika. He told her that the mother gave her, gave her that money to go away, gave him the money. To, uh, to not be with Kika. But little did, does Kika know that, <laughs> well, little did she know that the mother, Conchita, actually paid him to be with her instead of the daughter. And I don't, with Axel, I, I still don't think it's noble enough that Axel's just like, okay, well, she paid me to do this and now I'm gonna buy a club and put your name on the front of it. That seems like a very guy way to uh, make up for something bad we did with like some kind of money or present. We've been doing that for years. We need to cut that out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm with you. He's not on my hit list, but he, he is getting some uh, vicious uh, side eye from me. The flashbacks of him is getting side eye from me um, because he's not here in the present anymore. Uh, but uh, so another thing that, that I would like to uh, talk about, I wrote it down here is, um, um, read the rekindling of the relationship possibly between Anna and Marcus. Uh, so there's a scene where, you know, where Anna and Marcus are talking with each other. Uh, well, excuse me, Anna and Zoe and Marcus are all together talking. And, you know, Anna, the leader of, you know, the whole sex club and orgy club or what have you, just starts going into great detail about how fun it was, you know, making love with to Marcus in private and in public. I don't know why she brought the public part, but hey, I guess whatever floats your boat. But uh, this brings, you know, there's a sweet moment between, you know, granted, he was very high. <laughs> Marcus was very high when this was happening. So this would never work or fly in real life, you know, doing something like this. But it brought back some, you know, some tender feelings from the from their old relationship. And uh, they had a bit of a, a possible coming together. I don't know if it was just sex or was it actually something there. But uh, what did what did you all think about that? Uh, Ali, what, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, it my only issue is that Anna is already so comfortable in her sexuality like we've seen from her this whole show so it was really hard for me to be able to tell if it was just her like wanting to have sex with him or if she genuinely has feelings for him mm -hmm. and I can't I'm not able to like separate that line yet with her I'm not able to tell it's very clear we all know Marcus is in love with her and mm -hmm. so I feel for him and I'm just hoping that she's not just, you, you know, she's not just using him or for sex. I hope she actually decided to do that because she wanted to do that um, because she wants to be with him. I think that they make a great couple. Um, the way she was talking about their um, past experiences and everything together, you can tell she genuinely loves him and cares about him. I just don't know if she is in love with him still right and i would feel for him a little bit too because you know he was explaining how the reason why he even got wrapped up in dealing the drugs is trying to work and keep the house for the for her for anna and the children yeah. to possibly come back one day but i mean everybody has their reasons for doing things i guess his were you know slightly more noble um but uh ashman what did you think about the whole possible rekindling of the, their relationship yeah I thought it was chemistry. I mean, chemistry doesn't die and chemistry doesn't lie, right? So I think right. when they got into their own old reminiscing mode, I didn't see it as a form of like, oh, let's get back together. It was almost like the spark sparked up mm -hmm. and, you know, she, she's empowered enough and she was down and he, he has, you know, still deep feelings for her and he was down. And I think, I think that's, that's 
what took place between them. I think that's what they've always had. And, you know, and, and when they reminisced on those fond memories, it, it brought back that spark for them. But I don't think they're going to continue like getting back together or anything like that. I think uh, I think it was just a moment and they both embraced it. Okay. I like that saying. I, I want to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> hashtag chemistry doesn't die, chemistry doesn't lie. That's some if you do that, if you do that, then I want royalties on it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. It really sounds like it sounds like something that like uh, like a very like um intuitive uh girlfriend would say to a boyfriend yeah. when him and a, and a woman, you know, getting on more than usual <laughs> so chemistry doesn't die chemistry doesn't lie um, so one thing uh, another one another uh point and the last point uh that i wanted to cover with you all tonight was uh zoe turning into a completely new person now for me you know zoe number one she left boxer's place a couple times getting away from him but still wound up going back um and and it's also down to the way that this whole this whole thing is edited in and the storytelling we go back and forth, you know, linear, then sometimes non-linear, but we get the general direction that we're going. Um, and so you get to see Zoe uh, has, you know, she, she's been over here, she's been trying to fight, you know, and claw and scratch to get the, to find out the killers of her brother. And she's been hanging out with this bodyguard who she didn't trust and was very reserved around and just also generally reserved, reserved in general for the her whole time in Ibiza. Um, but this time, you know, you see her do a couple things that, that are turning points in her character. Number one, you get to see her actually having, well, I won't call it an affair because it's, we'll just call it extramarital sex. Uh, we'll <laughs> call it that. Um, or just cheating, straight up cheating. We can do that. She cheats <laughs> yeah. on her husband. Um, and then also she stands up to her father and sends him packing. Those are two very important moments. Both of them I, I'm totally for, even the cheating part, because it seems like there's a disconnect between the husband and her husband, Mark, and her, not Mark, uh, Mike, Mike and her, mm -hmm. because I wouldn't leave my wife on an island where her brother was killed years ago there's definitely killing happening on that island and the cops don't find about it out about it until 20 years later i wouldn't want my wife to be another body found out about 20 years later so i would have stayed there so i always thought that was a little sus and that's what kids say a little sus that the <laughs> husband mike just went home um but you know i we do see two changes in her character number one like i said the cheating on the husband because it took a lot to probably for her to get that guard down and actually go and do something that she seems as seems as uh, immoral and then to stand up to the father the one who's been holding her back here her whole life and treating her you know as if she's just some really wounded bird and that she's not as strong as she is she stands up to him and says dad i got this i need you to go and he packs up and takes off ali what what are your thoughts on both of these two turning points in her character so i I'll start with um, her sleeping with Boxer. I think that, um, I think it's, I, I was here for it. And I, I've always kind of liked them together. And Zoe has, she's not just, you can't just compare every situation. Like Zoe has been through a lot. We learn about her mom who um, I think either died or, did she die or leave them? Yeah, she died young. She died when, uh, yeah, when Zoe was young and her dad wouldn't even let her talk about her mother. And then she loses her brother, which she also was never allowed to address. Um, and then she tried to commit suicide. And then she meets her husband while she's in um, therapy. I, this poor girl, like she doesn't know who she is. And this whole episode was kind of about that. She was always just told how to be and, um, I think her being on this beautiful island and meeting all these people, she's finally realizing that life is a lot bigger. And I think she's kind of tapping into Axel's like free spirit side and she's exploring. And I'm 100% here for that. Um, and I'm so happy that Kika ended up telling her, don't run away. Like you can't just keep running away. Like you need to stay here and face whatever it is. And 
be true to yourself. So I'm glad she's like finally listening and kind of not being so uh, cut edge with everything. Um, and then as for telling her dad to go home was just the icing on the cake with all of that. I was like, yeah, she's not going to ever be able to find herself or get what she needs to get done, even solving Axel's uh, murder. So the fact that she was brave enough to finally tell her dad, like, bye, was, I was just really proud of her. So we saw a lot of weakness, a lot of vulnerability from her in this episode, but also a lot of strength as well. Right. Right. And um, Ashman, what did you think about Zoe's walk on the wild side and our mm -hmm. growing that backbone for dad? Totally. Well, one, I thought it was super hot. But um, <laughs> so we have we have, <laughs> nine, we have nine people in our uh, watching us live right now. Yeah. And oh, we have right. fire cat girl that says hi to everyone. So I just wanted to address that. Hi, uh, <laughs> but that scene oh my god it was epic it was it was such a hot scene between those two um I think she totally enjoyed herself I think she I think she allowed herself to be free and I really agree with you Ali when you say that she's almost um embracing that Axel side of her mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. side of her that's always been there but it's always been so controlled and I think she's always been too afraid because she's been under her father's caregiver, right? And she loves her father. She trusts her father. So her whole life, she almost kind of was in a box, right? She's like, okay, I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. Maybe I'll just stay on the safe side and not explore. But as you can see, now she's put in this element where, you know, this journey began as in finding answers about her brother, but it's really turning more about her now because now she's distracted now she's like okay yeah. who, who am I like I'm doing things that I would never do but I truly believe that she's doing them because they're a part of her right they're a part of her right. that's always wanted that's called out to her always wanted to explore and I think now she's just in the scene where those um, opportunities are available to her and I think Boxer was awesome to her I mean just to see that mm -hmm. soft side of him and his emotional side and just, him in his glasses. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. Right? And, then, and then he like cooks her lasagna. Like he's totally taking care of her. And so it, it wasn't even just about the sex. It wasn't even just about the lust. It was like the entire movement and package of that scene. And I think that's what really has her head just so distracted now. Cause she's like, <laughs> I loved it. I wish I could go back to it. But at the same time, she's like, I have a husband, I have a daughter, like, I better get out of here before my whole life falls apart. But at the same time, Kika was right. She's like, it's not a visa that changed you, you change. So even if you go back home to Mike and Jenny, there's going to be a part of you that's just going to be longing over here. So I think she has some big decisions to make now. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what she does. Yes, I agree. Uh, I may, and this whole thing started, in my opinion, from the, uh, well, the cooking. But I remember when uh, Boxer came in and he's like, oh, have you ever had Portuguese wine? <laughs> like, oh, I'm oh, after the Portuguese wine. He was pulling out all the cards. <laughs> what brand of wine is that, that Portuguese wine? Yeah. Um, well, so to, before we go, I just want to say one more thing. That 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 whole sex scene looked like something from like the 90s with the blue lights and all that. <laughs> oily bodies I'm like okay these these guys were full romantic like music video stuff going on but I, I'm here for it I'm here for it um so uh one more thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the, the news and special segment um was the ending of this episode uh so the ending of this episode we end with Zoe taking her clothes off and going and cleansing herself in the water just like Andreo did in a couple episodes prior and then we get um, the family coming back together, including Boxer, all together. Um, and not to nerd out film-wise, but I love the way that was framed. You got to see everybody in the shot, yeah. which I thought that was really cool. Um, and then uh, you got Boxer calling. Well, you got the voicemail from Boxer, and she's playing that after she's got out of the water. Uh, and then my favorite part, is the song that was playing. I love that song. I know this has nothing to do with like <laughs> anything important, but I love that song uh, by M83 outro. That's really good. I advise all you guys at home to listen to that. But 
forget the music and all that. Uh, let's go ahead and get Ali. Let's get your thoughts on on this la on this ending sequence. You know, with her cleansing herself and the family uh, with this new uh, found bond between the two. I loved the ending. Um, I I didn't know what to think of the whole family there. I felt uncomfortable, which okay. and maybe like you said, like the way it was shot or something, because I, I'm sure for them it was uncomfortable. I mean, this family dynamic there it's not great. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of drama. But what was beautiful was they still came together at the end, despite all of their differences and the chaos of what's happening right now. Um, but I thought it was a beautiful moment, even though it had me a tad uncomfortable. Um, but overall, I liked how Boxer was there. And it just kind of does show us how seriously close he is with that family. Um, which again reminded me he might know way more than we think he does. Mm. Um, and I love the voicemail. He, you could tell he was like nervous after he was like, I like the way you kiss. And he, <laughs> he just looked like a little schoolboy or something sending a voicemail. And I love seeing that side of him because he's so like the opposite of that, you know, in real life, he's scary and big. And, but yeah, seeing him soften up for her is adorable. So yeah, I yeah. like the ending though. Okay. Well, um, what did you think about it, Ashman? The, the whole ending with a uh, family maybe getting back together, working as a unit, and then the whole thing with uh, with Boxer and then the cleansing herself moment. I keep saying cleansing because I, I just think about Prince in Purple Rain telling her like to cleanse herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, Ashman. Go ahead. No, no worries. I mean, I feel like the whole part when she jumps in the water, it was like almost very liberating for her, right? She tells her dad to go. She finally kind of chooses herself. So I feel like that was kind of a symbolism of her just like jumping into the ocean and freeing herself and allowing herself to be free. So I think that was a really good thing. Um, as far as the family coming together, Unfortunately, like sometimes it takes a tragedy for everyone to come together, right? Now, if they can sit together and go through this kind of storm, we'll see. But um, it was nice to see everybody there. And I totally agree. Like Boxer is such a prominent part of that family because, you know, he's right there in that intimate circle with everyone. Yeah. And, um, and as far as his message, oh my God, he's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> like his soft side and just sharing that. And you could see the emotion in his in his eyes and you could hear like the tremble in his voice and I mean he's really into Zoe I mean this is way more than just like a passionate night so it's gonna totally. be hard for him to let her go and we'll see if she lets him go Ooh, so maybe Boxer is a homewrecker no. Well, not a homewrecker a <laughs> no <literary. laughs> Zoe's responsible she's the married woman yes. right <laughs> okay well, um, before we get into the special segment and news, I just want to uh, thank, uh, thank, say thank you again to our listeners and our viewers who make us the ESPN of uh, TV talk. And thanks to the guys and gals in the chat. Uh, you guys rock us. You guys give us a reason to keep going. I'm kidding. No, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm serious. Um, no, we love you guys in the chat and uh, we love this show and we love people who love the show and love watching our shows. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into the special segment. What do you have for us today, uh, Ashman? Okay, so this special segment is actually dedicated to Boxer. After oh. all his scene, I had to check up on this guy and see who he is. Um, so Boxer is played by Nuno Lopez. And uh, he is already a fan favorite, you guys. He's buzzing all over the media, according to um, Sun UK edition. After his chemistry scene with Zoe, like so many people took to Talked see off. who this person is. So it was actually one of their uh, headline stories. Um, but he's actually a really renowned actor as well. He is best known for his role as Mario in Marco Martin's 2005 film Alice. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I've never seen it, but apparently he's like phenomenal in that movie. Um, he's also won Best Actor five times at the Global D Oro Awards. Uh, most recently in 2018, he was recognized for his work. And lastly, he's also won a Portuguese Golden Globe at one of the big award shows. 
So uh, he's, he knows what he's doing and he's, a, he's actually a really great actor. So we're really lucky we get to um, be introduced to him. Okay, and what, what's his name again? His, 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 his real name? Yeah, it's Nuno Lopez. Nuno Lopez, okay, so he's, he's Portuguese. I'm gonna have to look him up. He is Portuguese. Yeah, I know, I know like a few words in Portuguese, uh, but I'm not gonna do it now. I'll save that for another show. Um, <laughs> just a little bit um yeah well that's good uh thank you for that information of Ashley. Course. thank you I didn't know it and now I realize you know but I, his his accent in the in the show it sounds a little bit like uh reminds me of Antonio Banderas for some reason the way he speaks <laughs> I just get that Antonio Banderas vibe from him I mean he's playing a Spanish man in the show so I'm just thinking as an actor, okay, you're gonna, if you, you know, you're Portuguese, which Portugal's right next to Spain. So I guess it's probably easy to pick up those accents and he could travel right across sure. to hang out and learn. But um, yeah, thank you for that again. Uh, so Allie, what do you got for us for news? Yeah, so, okay, we just learned about Boxers. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Axel, uh, the actor who plays Axel. His name is Tom Rise Harries. He is 27 years old, and um, it, he did more stage production and was more involved in theater. Um, however, he did have his film debut in 2012, uh, 2012's Hunky Dory, which starred uh, Minnie Driver. Okay. Um, but I was looking at his Instagram, and just like his character Axel, he's also uh, very musically skilled in real life, and he is a singer and plays the guitar. And then something else I found really interesting um, from an article was he was asked what it was like filming the show, which was which was shot in Ibiza. And um, he said he would go out with the extras after they were finished filming and he would say, okay, I'm just gonna have like one beer. And then he would end up staying there until six in the morning, which we learned last episode was when the bars close, which is yeah. still crazy to me. But um, yeah, so just like his character, uh, I mean, they have a lot in common. Uh, they like to party. So he said that, uh, he said, let's just say the summer of filming was hazy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it was. Like I, if I was working on this show, not even an actor, if I was like, I don't know, uh, a best boy or something, yeah. I would be partying my ass off in a beat, shooting yeah. him on location, yes. They would yeah. fire me for partying. <laughs> have a good time on the way out. Um, well, thank you for that for your special segment, Allie. Um, so before we leave, we're, we're, our time is dwindling down. Uh, I wanted to get some prediction from my fantastic co-host, Allie. What do you got? And now your After Buzz TV hmm. prediction. I definitely think Zoe. I think we're going to see her still struggle a little bit. I don't think we're going to see her just blossom into this new person right away. I think it's going to take time, but I do think she's slowly going to develop feelings for Foxer. I don't think it's going to be an easy road. I think she's going to, I think she's going to try so hard to not like him, but then finally just face it and she likes him. That's what I think is going to happen there. I'm really worried that Foxer is somehow involved in Axel's death because I could totally see um, you know, Zoe just going full in 100% loving boxer and then somehow at the end finding out that he was this, uh, the guy behind all of it or something. I don't know. That's my fear. I'm not going to predict that because I don't want that to happen. And then Kika's going to stay and, um, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going to happen with her and Conchita if they're going to just put it behind them. Um, but I do think we're going to still see some like family struggles for sure from them because there's just a lot going on and, uh, yeah, that's what I think for now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Ashman? What are your predictions? Uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to start off with Marcus and Anna. I think Marcus is going to try to convince Anna to stay. I don't think Anna will. She's going to eventually go back to George. Um, I think Boxer and Zoe, I think Zoe's going to try to resist Boxer a little bit because she's so confused and she knows she has obligations back at home. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't see that love story dying out anytime soon. Um, as far as the family drama, I think we're going to see Kika get into it with her mom and her brother. Um, 
you know, there's still things to be done and how to, somebody needs to step up and handle the family business. So I think they're going to go at it. And um, a lot of the story is going to be based around that. And as far as Axel's uh, stuff goes, I think more and more things are just going to start coming out like piece by piece where we're always getting something in each episode. Um, and I think we're going to learn more in episode six. Okay. Well, I like you guys' predictions. I have some of my own. They're kind of radical. Um, so just hear me out. Though. <laughs> hear me out. So um, Andreo is going to walk again. Ooh. I don't think he's going to be paralyzed. I think this is just temporary, you know, and we're going to, we're going to explore this. I don't, I don't think it would be, um, I, I don't think, I don't think the show would work if they did it any other way. <laughs> he has to come back just because, you know, it's this show. But who knows? He Maybe he won't. But, um, and uh, Conchita, Conchita is going to die. I have a feeling. Something, no, something's going to happen and she's going to get wrapped up with, with, uh, with Pepe and that family and the whole thing with, uh, with Zoe. And I think somebody's going to die from that. I think Conchita is going to die. I, I just have a feeling we're spending a lot of time with her too as of as of late so i think it could happen and my final prediction is that the romanians are coming back <laughs> it's been very quiet you know in this episode they still have police you know uh escorts and protection but i think what's happening now, i think the romanians are waiting for this to calm down a little bit and then they're going to sneak right into the country not sneak into the country, they're gonna enter the country, but then they're gonna sneak right into these people's homes in Ibiza, Ibiza and the businesses, and they're going to get revenge for what's happening because that was just too easy. It was wrapped up in a package too much. And yeah, once I already said before, there's never just one or two Romanians, there's a bunch of Romanians. So uh, I have a feeling it's, this is going to come to pass. Um, well, that is all of our time for tonight. Uh, I want to thank everybody who listened and or watched. And I want to thank you for the chat, for hanging in there with us and um, just watching and sometimes commenting. I really appreciate that. We're, we're working on the, uh, the participation over <laughs> spectating. Uh, we'll get to that soon. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, where can we find you, Allie? Uh, yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexandra James. Okay, and Ashman, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Insights by Ish. Okay, and guys, you can find me on Instagram, and that's at Rob Stilo, R-O-B-S-T-W-E-L-O. -E and if you are a fan of the Rick and, if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, I'm also on that after show as well with After Buzz. Uh, Thank you for tuning in so much and thank you for continuously make you make continuously making us the ESPN of TV Talk. You guys have a good night. Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos would like to thank you for tuning in to Afterbuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.